To be fair, that's a step less violent than they do in the book, right, where yeah. the plan to catch the Invisible Man is to do that thing, but with broken glass. Oh, wow. <laughs> he want, they, they, they want to put broken glass all over every road, and so he can't walk along it without spilling, I don't know, really. So just even more so, nobody can use up. the roads from now on. Like, sorry, yeah. guys, the roads are no longer usable yeah. in this country. I would love to be that guy who's been inventing glass-proof shoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, this is Well Good Movies, the podcast that gives you the topics worth discussing and the movies worth watching. I am your host, David Osger, and I am joined by my invisible co-host to you at home, but he's never not heard. It is Craig McDonald. Hello, Craig. Oh, maybe he is not heard. <laughs> Spooky. He might, he might appear later in the episode or something. Guys, I'm going to have a really nice episode today. It's going to be really nice and chill. <laughs> um, so You wish. <laughs> no! no! <laughs> uh, today, guys, we have got a really special episode for you. Today actually marks the day that the new Invisible Man film is coming out from uh, Blumhouse Productions, uh, distributed by Universal, who are the same production company who did their classic Universal Monsters, then originated the Invisible Man story, uh, along with classics like Dracula, Frankenstein, uh, the the Wolfman, all those classic monsters, and the Invisible Man is one of them. So we're going to take this opportunity to talk about the history of the Invisible Man because he's got many films, many iter- iterations, uh, coming from an old book series. Obviously, that means that there's a lot more uh, free access to the character, uh, but we'll be focusing today on those main original five films that came from Universal in their many iterations. So, who better to go through all of these films with myself and Craig today than the guys we had on for our Halloween episode, which also looked at some classic monster movies. And unfortunately, The Invisible Man didn't make the cut on that one. We had most of the other ones, but uh, that's why we're giving him his own episode here. So, we welcome once again. Dai Hill, our resident historian and film buff. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, have you had a good pancake day? <laughs> I haven't had any pancakes today. Oh. I'm incredibly disappointed. We're stopping you from having pancakes oh, right now. <laughs> no. uh, so we know you're into your history and your historical adaptations. I think recently uh, I introduced you to the Green Knight, is it? Or Green Man? The is Green it? Knight, yeah, yeah, that's coming out. That looks... Well, I mean... The myth, well, the the old poem yeah. is pretty bizarre. Yeah. And so the trailer looks pretty bizarre as well. Mm. Seems to make sense. Like, yeah. you know, you've got weird stories mixed up with weird movies. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, kind of reminds me of that Doctor Who Christmas, is it? Where it's like the wooden like tree people and it's like it looks like they've taken that costume from like a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have. Yeah. I mean, what an excellent Doctor Who and it was a terrible special that was. Um, but yeah, I suppose A24, the distributor of the film and like with Dev Patel and everything, I, I suppose you would kind of expect that level of strange, medieval, mm. artistic kind of film. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what, what, like, when, when I said it to you, you said, oh, I wonder if he'll be as bad as <laughs> the King Arthur. Yeah. And I was like, hopefully it's a different style with that, yeah. that one. But Well, because with that King Arthur thing, King Arthur's kind of an ordinary story. You do yeah. it in a weird way and it's just boring and pointless. Yeah, but The yeah. Green Man is perfect for that style of kind of dreamlike, okay. surreal, bizarre, 
not really having a time or place for it, you know, a weird story. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be exciting. Yeah, hopefully. Um, although the story itself is kind of not that fun mm. in the poem, so... They're going to have yeah. to do a lot of work to make it not just boringly chopping people's heads off. Oh, okay. Um, also alongside us, we have uh, actor and fellow film buff Christopher Maxwell. Hello, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How good. are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good as well. Mm. Good to have you back on. Uh, like I said, last time we were talking about Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. And since you've now played <laughs> the yes. Creature of the Black Lagoon, how, how was that experience? It was in a, like a short film, was it? I yes, yeah. it was a, um, a short film uh, working with uh, students from uh, University uh, of West England and uh, it, was, it was so much fun <laughs> yeah. uh, wearing the the mask and the the big flippers right yeah and it's just he was like a lovey sort of old school actor and he's just <laughs> trying to get back in his, his agents got him getting back into the business yeah he kind of wants to just focus on his new career which is as a masseuse <laughs> um he's got big wet hands it works very well mm. and, and just a lot of fun got to film around walking around Bristol and they actually did some filming in Butte Park. Right, okay. And that was great fun. Right. Just walking around Cardiff. Yeah. I think people probably were just sort of like, it's probably some Doctor Who again. He's, yeah. It's a man dressed as a, <laughs> Regardless of the fact that I've got a scarf and a very nice, like, um, <laughs> Primarly jacket on. It's oh, like, wow. He's probably just a Doctor Who fish man. Yeah. yeah. Just the Silurians out again or something yeah. like that. Yeah. What was point, it called? Because when I said, when we yeah. were talking, you were like, oh, sorry, that was the film I did, not the oh, actual. Yeah. Uh, it's called um, Troutman. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the char- the, they named him Gilbert Troutman. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when we were talking about this episode, you were like, oh, Troutman, oh, sorry, that's the film I did. Not yeah. the actual like <laughs> classic movie that uh, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I should probably get that title right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say I'm loving this trend of like products about actors who are actually things, and their surname is just the species of animal they are, and man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, it's quite quite a common theme. Uh, have you celebrated pa- so like I said this episode comes out on the day Invisible Man comes out but for the audience at home we are recording this on Pancake Day hence why I mentioned it have you enjoyed any pancakes do you usually um, I, celebrate I, it I've not, I've not really had that many I am, I'm trying to be uh, sensible to be honest with you I might, I might have one when I get back oh, okay. later on but uh, usually most years it is just like pancake after pancake after pancake <laughs> and then, and then you, you realise oh I, I definitely need Lent after this <laughs> <laughs> I need cold pancake <laughs> cold, cold turkey on pancakes <laughs> um, David won't let me have any <laughs> really when, when did I say that you, you've always said it oh what like McDonald's breakfast no just, just just generally I've asked if you can get pancakes and you're just like no I'm not doing that <laughs> oh <laughs> I don't remember this. Yeah. and then he locks you in the basement yeah, he uh, just has me slaving away making the end game. <laughs> yeah. This is like the only light of day I actually see and people wonder why I'm so annoyed at him. So today, guys, like we said, we are discussing uh, the classic Invisible Man films. So we'll be going through uh, the many iterations that the character has been through, uh, talking about the history, uh, some of the cultural impact he's had, appearances and maybe other media, uh, but primarily looking about you know, why did these original films influence the character so much uh, to the point in which, like, we are still getting uh, films of him today. So there'll be a good place to start is actually going through just how many iterations there are of this film and this character. Um, I'm not including every TV series, but there are a fair few. Um, but are you ready for, for how many Invisible Man interpretations there are? Oh, yeah. Yes, it's not in video form, I'm just reading this. <laughs> so we have... 
The Invisible Man 1933, The Invisible Man Returns, The Invisible Woman, Invisible Agent, The Revenge of the Invisible Man, The Invisible Avenger, The Invisible Kid, The Invisible Maniac, The The Amazing Transparent Man, Invisible Mouse, which is a Tom and Jerry short, Uh, another... uh, Another adaptation of Invisible Man. There are many ones called The Invisible Man. There's Invisible Mom. There's (laughs) Hollow Man. Hollow Man 2. There's Now You See Him, Now You Don't, Disney film. There's various TV programs, like I said before, which are called The Invisible Man or Just Invisible Man. There's the appearance in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And there's my favorite, The Man Who Wasn't There, (laughs) which is a legitimate title to a film. (laughs) It's not just a Simpsons parody like the bus that couldn't slow down. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Um, So we're going to be talking about mainly, like I said, The Invisible Man, Invisible Man Returns, Invisible Woman, Invisible Agent, and The Revenge of the Invisible Man. Any reactions to some of those other ones that I listed there is the the visit the man who wasn't there that's about my dad isn't it <laughs> that's a really dark joke sorry he's great i don't mean it that, this is where that like sad music comes in <laughs> like, no, the one the one that I, of those i want to flag up purely because you you mentioned it to me on the drive over and you were like i, I don't think i can talk about the production history yeah. of this film we've got to talk about the invisible maniac yeah yeah it's, it's the fact i saw invisible I, so i typed in the invisible on imdb thinking okay there'll be a variety of legitimate invisible man films but like because they are like the invisible kid and stuff that's why i left out man and see what else come up and it came up with the invisible maniac so that where there were some films that were like the invisibles i was like right i know that isn't uh, you know an invisible man adaptation so where the invisible maniac came up i was like okay this could be might not be i click on it and the poster is just this lady with like a jacket and barely anything else on and i was like right okay i don't think this is adapted from it and then i saw an actual list of like you know films that are you know stem from uh, the invisible man hg wells novel and the invisible maniac was there and i was like what like that didn't look at all and i click on like the article for it and again i couldn't see anything in there that describes it as being based off this apart from the fact this got invisible in it but yeah it's just basically about a guy who's just like perving on his neighbor who's like this attractive woman and the way that wikipedia explains it is this is the only non-pornographic appearance of this actress <laughs> in any film and i was like wow <laughs> and yeah there was like a big like thing of legacy and talking about e-entertainment news so i'm assuming there was some sort of like controversy around this woman <laughs> i was like i won't go into this for this episode but yeah it, it, crazy it just sounds fascinating <laughs> a lot of different versions like i said um which we'll be going through throughout the episode but like i said let's go through um a classic clip now which is one of my favorites from the original invisible man film which is uh, his speech on power you've been crying i want to help you why did you do this for you flora for me yes for you my darling i wanted to do something tremendous to achieve what men of science have dreamt of since the world began, to gain wealth and fame and honor, to write my name above the greatest scientists of all time. I was so pitifully poor. I had nothing to offer you, Flora. I was just a poor, struggling chemist. I shall come back to you, Flora, very soon now. The secret of invisibility lies there in my books. I shall work in Kent's laboratory till I find the way back. There is a way back, Flora. And then I shall come to you. I shall offer my secret to the world with all its terrible power. The nations of the world will bid for it, thousands, millions. The nation that wins my secret can sweep the world with invisible armies. Jack, I want you to let my father help you. You know how clever he is. 
He'll work with you day and night until you find that second secret, the one that'll bring you back to us. Then we'll have those lovely, peaceful days again, out under the trees, after your work in the evening. Your father? Clever? <laughs> you think he can help me? He's got the brain of a tapeworm, a maggot, beside mine. Don't you see what it means? Power, power to rule, to make the world grovel at my feet. Jack, listen to me, listen. My father found a note in your room. He knows something about Monocane even you don't know. It alters you, changes you, makes you feel differently. Father believes the power of it will go if you know what you're fighting. Oh, come and stay with us. Let's fight this thing out together. Power, I said. Power to walk into the gold vaults of the nations, into the secrets of kings, into the holy of holies. Power to make multitudes run squealing in terror at the touch of my little invisible finger. Even the moon's frightened of me, frightened to death. The whole world's frightened to death. And, uh, leave it there mm. <laughs> on that powerful note of even the moon is afraid of me. <laughs> so, yes, the original film came out in 1933. It was directed by James Whale and uh, starred Claude Rains as the Invisible Man. And like we said before, this is based on the H.G. Wells uh, book. So, uh, Chris, like I said, I know uh, you watched The Invisible Man in preparation for this. You had never seen it before, but mm. you, like you said, you sort always wanted a reason to, to watch it, I think, as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's because it's it's one of those, it is one of those like historical figures now in, in film, like mm. The Invisible Man. Yeah. And it's, it. I did never really imagined it would be going the way I expected it to. Yeah. Um, but so, I, overall i really enjoyed it and i enjoyed the concept of it mm. and i really do like that speech yeah it's, it, he, he, he's loving it claude rains he's, yeah he's, he's enjoying every word because uh, he can't see his face so he's going to and even down to his gestures mm. like there's there was you it's just like the, the tiny things he's doing like the way he points yeah and like he's holding his head and he's like even the moon like yeah. that bit as well i just thought God, this 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 guy is crazy. Yeah, and it's brilliant. Exactly, it's just awesome. And yeah, um, it, it was really fun to go through it, and also just indulge in the wonderful hammy acting of it as well. Yeah, it's there's a lot of moments in it which are like just well, there's, there's the ludicrous, but they play up very much on like the screaming and yelping woman, and and the idea of like a town being like you know stirred into panic. So, um, like Craig and Di. What, do you have much exposure to this one, obviously? Because like we said, we sort of took like different films like we did before. So do you guys have much, in terms of how much me and Chris should sort of tell you about this film? <laughs> tell me everything. I've not seen it. <laughs> yeah, I have limited range. Yeah, of so it, yeah, it's, you know, it starts off like uh, Chris was saying, where like this man who's, you know, uh, already the invisible man, he goes to like um, a lodge and uh, rents out a room. He's already become the invisible man. He's sort of on the run. Um, and then... Uh, the town and the people who own that lodge are sort of suspicious of him. Uh, they find out, you know, who he is. And then <laughs> I think like when you see clips online, it's like, you know, the terror of the village and all this. And, you know, compared to today's standards, it's literally just some people storm into his room and he just throws them about and then goes <laughs> out into the village and throws a bike at a few people. And, oh. and that's about it. But it, yeah. it is, again, just the performance of it. He's just there like, there you go, have your bike back and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, from there on then it becomes this, sort of idea that they're talking about how the um, serum that makes him the visible man um, causes this uh, psychotic uh, nature to him and then you sort of quickly get the idea especially from speeches like that that 
you know, he's willing to kill people ways he wouldn't have before. Um, but, you know, it's it's the effects of this serum that's done that to him. So, you know, he starts to then, like, kill. Um, he starts to do all random things. There's a big part of the film, which is kind of like how the police can get him. So there's lots of people who are just ringing yeah. the police and be like, you know what you want to do? You want to get some ink? And you want to spray him with ink? And then, you know, and then, like, oh, and I was like, okay, you know, fair play to him. But there were a few others, which, like, one I noted down, I don't know if you found this one funny, Chris, was the guy who goes up to... Um, one of the police officers and he goes why don't you put wet tar on all the roads so you can see his footprints and I was like well, what is everyone else going to do and they're like right everyone stay in your houses don't move we can't go out until this guy is found my favourite part about that is that the uh, police bear in mind this is countrywide this isn't yeah. in the village the police chief's response to that is because he's not stupid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's where the comedy comes into it, isn't it? To be fair, that's a step less violent than they do in the book, right? Where yeah. the plan to catch the Invisible Man is to do that thing, but with broken glass. Oh wow! <laughs> he want, they 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 want to put broken glass all over every road, and so he can't walk along it without spilling. I don't know, really. So just even more so, nobody can use down. the roads from now on. Like, sorry yeah. guys, the roads are no longer usable in yeah. this country until like we find this guy. It could be five years down the line but we will get it <laughs> it's broken I, glass. Is I, I would love to be that guy who's been inventing glass proof shoes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, y'all laughed at me y'all laughed at me <laughs> but who's yeah. laughing now eventually the film then like said goes to you know he he focuses on like um one of his old like lab partners i think is in he wants yes, him yeah. to be his partner in crime kind of thing he's like oh there's several things i cannot do as the invisible man uh, such as stairs they're quite tricky for me because you can't you know you watch your feet when you're walking and, and you'll help me with things like that and you know and with things like food and all that kind of stuff um but then because he sort of turns him into the police he very and i think this is respectably which you don't get like in there many other films he's like i'm going to kill you and it's like <laughs> the main character's like nope you're not getting away from this and he does and he he suffers for it and it, it's refreshing mm. to see um it's- it's pretty. It's a pretty brutal way of doing it. Yeah. Well, um, like, um, <laughs> the, the rest of it then is pretty much just trying to ch- find him after the murder. Then pretty much, yeah, isn't it? Like, so it, yeah, it's it's quite interesting after that point once he's once he's <laughs> promised to kill him, which is again, it is is just so matter of fact of like, and he gives him a time as well. Yeah. He's like at ten o'clock on mm-hmm. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you, you know exactly when. Put it in your watch now. Put it in your calendar. It will happen. And um, yeah, and then that that's brilliant. Like. And then for the rest of the film, it's just more ways to try and figure out how to stop him. Mm. They arm the police with big perfume guns full of paint. Yeah. Just yeah. to sort yeah. of like spray him. And at one point, someone gets distracted by a cat and he sprays the cat. And I'm fairly certain they legitimately sprayed that cat. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's, you, you, when you watch these old movies, you're just like see like things with animals like uh, i'm pretty sure this is before like you know as, you know animal rights and all that because yeah, i know it was black and it was black and white but that cat was definitely ginger and then in the next scene it was <laughs> yeah. just covered in just black paint yeah it's like, <laughs> and i don't think that cat even had night well obviously you can't inform the cat and it understand like yes but you know the cat had no clue that was gonna happen <laughs> kind of. this is in the contract you're gonna get sprayed with paint yeah uh, what's your thoughts on that <laughs> okay one okay. meow means yes <laughs> maybe um, that's why cats like spray to like mark the territory is just revenge for that one cat <laughs> yes yeah it makes sense they're just trying to catch the invisible cat one one line that i did enjoy as well when we're talking about that relationship with the the partner he sort of sets up and then wants revenge on 
uh, I think before he sort of like dobs him into the police, when he sort of walks away and is sort of looking like, is he asleep? Can I now call for help or ring the police? He sort of walks down the corridor and then the visible man who's in a room with a closed door, just like all you hear is, I hope you're not going like, you know, to like call for somebody. And he's just like, if you are, I shall follow you. And there's nowhere in the world that can save you. And I was just like, like you said, so matter of fact, he's just yeah. literally just like, there's no way you can go. No one will be able to save you. Yeah. And I'm like, his yes. confidence is skyrocketed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's another really fun part as well with his partner. Um, oh, goodness, what was his name now? Um, Kemp. That was it. Yes, Kemp. And he, <laughs> earlier in the film, when um, you, you, you go to the home of, of the, of the scientists and there's his daughter Flora who is his the woman he loves the woman he was talking to in the clip she's obviously very upset she has no idea where he's gone she, and everyone's keeping keep very mum about it keeping very stum and he takes this advantage to sort of be like oh we never cared about you we just cared about his research and then he just sort of goes let me tell you how I feel and she just literally just sort of goes how could you and just starts <laughs> crying and it's like yeah mate that's really harsh <laughs> <laughs> she has no idea where he's gone and now you're just being like but I'm still here. <laughs> we have we have the reactions of other people as well who bring up like great lines, like you said, where that guy is just like he's not stupid and that kind of stuff. My favorite line of the entire film, and I would love to see this in more things, is just that police officers, like I said, this is set in England and everything, like the you know the original story and everything. It's just that cop that you were talking about earlier, the police officer who's very like, oh, what's going on here? Then <laughs> he literally walks up, and this is where the the point in which, like I said, a lot of people if they have seen clips of the Invisible Man. It's sometimes that sort of maniacal laughing where he's just there in a shirt or you can't see his head mm. and this is that scene where they sort of first discover him and he's just basically running around the room and making them chase him oh, and that kind of stuff it's glorious and it's just like so he's like started to get undressed to become invisible you know to not be seen but he's just there with just the shirt and the police officer they're like oh, there he is cuff him and then just the police officer goes how can I uncover blooming shirt? <laughs> just, just dancing around. And the guy's just like, he's like, how can I uncover blooming shirt? <laughs> and then he, uh, he runs around the room, they're chasing him around like a, like a Scooby-Doo scene. Yeah. The shirt, they grab the shirt and he obviously he's slung out. And then they're like, right, close the doors, lock the windows. At that point they've done it. And he's, and he's just sort of very like, you think I'm going to escape like some sort of common criminal? I would like to throttle you. And then you just see the man just going, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. I love how many times this happens in these films where they're like, they're like being choked by him and everyone else goes, oh, and like just watches. I'm like, he's invisible, but yeah. not untouchable. It's yeah. not like, you know, he's like made of fire. Like, it's not yeah. like, oh, there he is. We can't touch him now. It's like, no, he's choking somebody. You can easily like latch yeah. him away. And he's also Anything. naked. That tells you where he is. Yeah. He's yeah. just identified his exact location. Yeah. 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 He's, he's got to be within at least an arm's length of him. <laughs> it's not the force. This isn't Star Wars. Like, it's not Darth Vader. How do we know? He's invisible. God, can you imagine if they were like an invisible Sith Lords? Like, that would be, everyone would just be dead. Pretty yeah. much. Like, they could read your mind and you can't see them and they can kill you from a distance. Yeah. The last thing you see is a long light stick just stabbing you. <laughs> That's the way I've always wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> There's two other like lines I picked up as well was um, 
one of my favorite, like I said, on the, the note of maniacal moments. And, and interestingly, actually, um, I was watching an interview with Mark Hamill before the new Child's Play film come out. Mm-hmm. And they were asking about what his inspirations are for certain voices. And he uh, cites like Claude Rain's performance as the Invisible Man as part of the inspiration for the Joker laugh, which I thought was really interesting. Once you watch it, you're like, yeah, it makes sense because he has that whole like, you know, you think I'm crazy sort of like mad scientist aspect to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the laugh again does sort of make sense. Um, but I love it when, again, he's terrorizing different people and this goes from all sorts of things. And I think I saw another piece of trivia, which is interesting in the context of all of your films, perhaps not The Invisible Woman, but I think The Invisible Man, out of all the universal monsters, has the highest kill count of, of all, really? you know, Frankenstein, Dracula. Yeah, he does. Probably largely because he derails a train in this yeah. film. <laughs> they, what? Yeah, they, he just, they like, say a hundred on yeah. the train. So, like... But the two clips before that is just he goes into a bank, takes some money and starts like, here's money for everyone. And Pop like, goes you know, easel. yeah, and like he's just doing things like that. He's just making people, you know, trip up. And then he derails a train and it's just like, this yeah. just comes out of nowhere. It's quite <laughs> but, funny. Like there's a bit going back to his quotes where he says, um, when he's talking with, with his, and he's like, we'll begin with a reign of terror, a few murders here and there, murders of great men, murders of little men. Well, just to show... We make no distri- we make no distinctions. And it's like, oh, you know, just a few murders here and there, a little, a little bit of killing, <laughs> a little bit of this. And then earlier in the film, when when he finally reveals himself, the great line, which they've they've got it wrong here in Wikipedia, uh, in IMDb, excuse me, um, an invisible man can rule the world. No one, nobody will see him come. Nobody will see him go. He can hear every secret. He can rob, and rape, and kill. So right off the bat, you're thinking, wow, yeah, this guy's going to be dangerous yeah exactly and for the first portion of the film funnily enough he's kind of just pratting about like yeah. the scene where he, he escapes mm. invisible and he's throwing the bike around like it's a bit where he pulls someone's hat off <laughs> and he throws it into the lake well, that could just be in the wind <laughs> and then after he's made the threat to kill that person he's all the police are there and <laughs> this really awesome bit with this big tall officer just standing there and then you just hear a <laughs> and then his, 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 his chief comes up and says, what's just happened there? I think I've been slapped, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just starts like slapping everyone and pulling them over. My favourite bit is the when he's like w- running away. And again, this is in a moment in which the police have got him. So he like runs away, puts on some trousers from a policeman and then starts chasing a woman down the road singing, gathering the nuts of me, nuts of me, nuts of And this woman's like... Ah! And then he ends, he ends it with a whoop. Yeah. Well, that's what's great about the, the 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 story as well is the fact that they go, okay, he turns invisible. How can this be menacing or like a threat yeah. as a monster? So they say, well, the serum makes you evil and crazy, and you think, well, that's a bit silly. But the, I think this film is the film that sells that, you know, I was very well. Ask in- about that with the serum making you crazy. It's suggested yeah. in the book as well that it's going to have an effect. But really, yeah. in the book, the idea is that it's the isolation from society. So yeah. in the book, uh, the Invisible Man is at the beginning. He's just trying to find. He turns up to the village because he wants to be in this room and find a cure for it. Yeah, yeah. And he's just trying to live on it in the night on his own and find it. And yeah. all the villagers realize he's invisible and turn against him. Yeah. And they chase him out, which is why he does a murder because the guy's chasing him. Yeah. yeah. And then it, so he the reason he wants to do his reign of terror is because he wants to get his own back, sort of thing. Is because and so yeah. What do you think? It's, it's more it's, powerful having it that. The, the idea of isolation from society makes you go crazy or the idea mm. i feel like it might take th- a bit away that he's just 
arbitrarily insane yeah it is like i said that's why i compared it to that like this is the criminal brain because it does yeah. scream hollywood being like oh well how can we explain this easily oh well the serum makes you mad kind of thing and yeah. but like i said when i watch invisible man returns and even though they're carry, kind of just carrying on the you know you know this character aspect it doesn't work as well because you haven't got like an elaborate performance or a script that's got crazy monologues mm. like claude rains gets in this film so they make it work because he is so larger than life and saying like, you know, like even the moon is scared of me. That's what makes it work. But it doesn't work so well in Invisible Man Returns because there isn't that pomp and circumstance around right. it. And I think when you watch it, you, you think, okay, the dark, the humor makes sense in where you went with this franchise, like because of like adaptations like The Invisible mm. Woman and the fact that, you know, they have an Abbott and Costello meet yeah. The Invisible Man. It's inherently silly having like things floating around on a string. Yeah. So you have to embrace that to an extent. Yeah. And the fact that he is a naked man, like I thought <laughs> yeah. like, you know, obviously you see the fact that he's got bandages and everything, but I would, I would hope that in the future they sort of go, okay, we're going to make it so like he has an invisible suit or like he's got like some spray or something because I can never take it seriously when he is attacking somebody thinking he is just stalkers like over this guy right now like he is this guy's probably like oh but then that is kind of in the book that's kind of the idea is that it's immensely impractical and useless being invisible because you can't survive because he's just naked and he can't go out in the snow and wind and the rain because he'll freeze to death but he also can't live in society because everyone rejects him and he can't really fight anyone or do anything useful because as soon as he picks a weapon up you know where he is and so yeah the in the the book there's this idea that you know it's just completely pointless yeah (laughs) well he's a really bad idea well uh, like i said you've like read the book and looked into a bit of the history of uh, the invisible characters something that i thought was uh, interesting i think david j scowl who's a film historian said uh was i'm convinced one of the reasons that the invisible man films are so popular is because of nudity because you know he said it's a time in hollywood in which you wouldn't get much nudity in films and it's a time in which people like oh you know like how risque and everything like that um but like I said, you know, obviously that's not so much maybe a part it's of the so book. It's so funny that at a time in Hollywood, nudity was so risque that even the idea of not being able to actually see nudity, yeah. but someone is nude, exactly. you just can't see it. Well, <laughs> 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 That is a big part in The Invisible Woman. That's a, that is a part of it where, yeah. you know, she's this naked lady. And at one point she puts like a stocking on over her leg to prove <laughs> that she's not fat. Um, <laughs> Because the man's like, why would you go invisible if you weren't fat? And she's like, I'll prove to you I'm not fat. I'll put a stocking on. But it's like this kind of really sort of kind of attractive leg with a stocking going over it. And uh, yeah, it apparently raised eyebrows at the time because, (laughs) yeah, it's as close as you could get in 1940. I was bringing up the original um, description of that film because, like I said, it was the way that Mm. they described him, which I originally saw and was just like, oh, right, okay, this is not the direction I saw. So, yeah, it... Uh, they describe it as more of a screwball comedy than other films in the series. Um, so, yeah, what was your experience with The Invisible Woman? Uh, a bad, it was a bad experience. <laughs> okay. um, it's, not, it's not terrible. It's no. just like overwhelmingly mediocre and phenomenally lazy as a movie. Right. Okay. Um, the only one interesting part in it is that it does have um, The uh, Wicked Witch of the West in it. Yeah, I, when I was wow. watching one of the yeah. clips, I, I, I recognised that. I was just like, oh, yeah. but yeah, this has got a theme of that. We'll go back to that about famous people like, having other oh, roles. Oh, sorry, I think it's a natural character. I was no, like, no. Are they crossing uh, over? <laughs> yeah, no, that was yeah. crazy. Margaret Hamilton, she's called. Yeah. She's like I mean, a to be maid. fair, it would be a unique way of explaining the invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't help the like female 
point of view from that film in which they're just like, oh, she's, you know, invisible and she's a woman and all this. And there's like, oh, and that woman's a witch as well. It's like all the women are like, you know, supernatural. Um, I think the clip I saw is where the the scientist is, she's like, oh, you've got to volunteer for your experiment. She's a woman. He's like, oh, oh, a woman. What am I meant to do with with that? You know, like, this is not called for. What if she has like her bits out and everything? (laughs) Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing that struck me with the Invisible Woman, really, which I think relates to the rest of the movies, because the plot doesn't relate to anything else at all. It's not funny. It's not good. Everything is pointless. But kind of the reason why it doesn't work is because the more that you watch the film, the more I felt that it's this massive kind of comedy open goal. That the idea of being invisible is so funny that you can have things floating and you can have ideas of like people like misunderstandings of is she in the room or is she not? You know, yeah. overhearing things and confusion. And there's like a romance element where like, you know, they're falling in love even though she's just a disembodied voice. Right. That's quite, you know, romantic. <laughs> That's not how the film goes. Right. In the movie, he's like, it's very clear that if she's ugly when she comes to be visible, it's not going to work out. <laughs> and the professor comes in, he's like, here, I bought you a nice dress for when you become visible because if you wear an ugly dress to meet the man when you're visible, he will not like you. So why, why do they turn her invisible in this film? Or like, is it... She's just, she wants to go invisible because she wants to get her own back on her boss. So okay. he's looking for so a volunteer. So it is like a villainous aspect to the... Or like no, she, she, there's one scene where she kicks her boss up the backside and then he's completely ignored for the rest of the movie. It's completely... Oh directionless but for the scientists and everything is it just because he wants subjects to know like how the serum works just testing it out Mm, he's just testing it okay he did it on his cat worked and now he's like just fun so i can't test it on myself yeah i don't know why uh but yeah but the interesting thing with it is the fact that they don't do anything with the concept of invisibility right you know there's nothing about it it might as well be any other magical thing that's happened to this woman you know um she could just be like super strong or just super like quiet or something and it wouldn't mm. change the plot because it's just there's this weird thing that's happened to her um and uh yeah and i feel like when watching that that's what you're saying kind of the key point in a lot of these mm. uh, invisibility movies is is what you do with the concept and, and all the yeah. different ways like you were saying earlier with the people on the phone be like here's how i'd catch the invisible yeah, man yeah. like that's what immediately the audience want to do they want to explore the consequences and the and yeah. the practicalities and how you interact with the invisible person and you know and cinematically different ways to represent invisibility and the fun of doing that you yeah. know and confusion and stuff around it um, well, so it's striking that they just don't do that in this movie yeah we'll get an idea of uh, what what uh, <laughs> the, the torment i had to go through with a, a little clip from the film which is the original trailer so <laughs> Something still showing? I say, you're materializing. Go get your clothes off. Why, Professor, I'm ashamed of you. Get me a nurse, get me a doctor, get me something. George, we better get the professor. What for? To cheer up a lot of bedclothes? Come clean about how this machine works. Make me invisible. I did not invent that machine to make killers like you invisible. Oh, this is gonna be good. Whoopee! Noisiest grasshoppers I ever heard. <laughs> Christopher Columbus, we're being shot at. Yeah. 
but that makes it look more interesting than it is. <laughs> the bad thing is, is that when I read up about that, I was just like, oh, the Invisible Woman, that's good. They were, sort of went down that line of like, you know, cat people and the sinister, you know, Bride of Frankenstein. But then you're like, when you hear screwball comedy, you're like, oh, this is in the 40s. This is going to be really misogynistic, isn't it? Yeah. And so am I, because you already said the actress who played the Wicked Witch of the West was in this, right? Mm. I'm pretty sure also the actor who plays like, Oh, the wizard is, or like the. Oh, he looks like the, him, doesn't he? The the wizard, but the guy who plays like the like the guard, the. Oh right. Yeah. Oh. You know, is he the, not the same person? Don't ring that bell. No, no, yeah. not the same guy as the wizard. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Like sometimes yeah. they get a doubling up of roles and stuff, but. Yeah, you have the double in the real life, which is uh, the uncle. Yeah. And. But yeah, the the, guard. the gatekeeper guy, yeah. and then yeah. He's not the wizard. No. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that, that, like, that, like, oh, awful loud grouse happens around here. Like, what on By the way, that, that scene where she shoots at them, there's no reason for it. <laughs> like, they're just turning up. She's be, they've been captured by gangsters and she's just, like, bonked them on the head sort of thing. And they're coming up to save her. She's just like, I'll tell you what, I'll just be a bit of a horror, just going to shoot at my boyfriend. Yeah. For that, no reason. That's the thing, yeah. It says in that trailer, is it like, oh, the invisible woman had her many boyfriends and you're just like, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Only yeah. one of them's her boyfriend. Oh. Um, and it's, yeah. The last thing I'm going to say about it is that it does have one of the, a, a horrible line in it <laughs> when the bloke is kissing her hand. Well, he's, he, he takes her hand when she's invisible and the line is, he takes her hand and says, it's very soft to the touch and then he kisses it and says, very pleasant to the taste. <laughs> and that is it. Don't taste women. No. <laughs> like, Do you, you had to, this, this is dies like lesson on women. Like last episode, the Halloween, it was like, don't lock women in rooms. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, no, don't taste don't, women. Don't women. taste women. That's not like what over, you kiss them for. Over time, we're going to build up a special, which is just dies romantic advice. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a book of things you don't do. Yeah. Like, don't. Dies don't do. <laughs> <laughs> don't lick women's hands. That's not what you kiss them for. That is bizarre. Don't yeah. taste women. Interestingly, I think, like I said, I also watched Return of the Invisible Man. And like I said, there wasn't really much of a takeaway. Like I said, the, you know, the, the original one, I was writing down all these lines like, oh, that's a great line, great mm-hmm. quote and all this kind of stuff. But there was just nothing special about the Invisible Man Returns. Like I saw, saw you know, like Chris, I was like, oh, I want to watch the original. But I also saw that and thought, oh, I bet that's good because he returns. You know, it's kind of like the same appeal probably with Craig when he had like the revenge of the Visible Man. You think like, oh, great, well, there's going to be... You keep calling it that, but mine was just called the Invisible Man's Revenge. So I'm just like, which title is it? Either way, it's got the, the word revenge in it, which like I said, is like, ooh. And, you know, you think like, oh, the return of the Visible Man is going to be, you know, like he's outdone. And because I knew this idea that he had the biggest death count of all the monsters, I was like, oh, cool. So there's going to be a lot more death in this one. He's going to be out for, you know, like find out you know, who done him wrong or that kind of thing. But it's not, they just sort of kind of retell the same story for the first half of the film. And it's more of a, you know, like, oh, this this guy's been si- uh, set up, uh, framed for murder, Who the man who is the Invisible Man. And that's why he turns invisible is because his friends give him the serum so he can get out of prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're like, oh, but you want to be careful because like the side effects of it can turn you mad. And we want to make sure that we, you know, heal him before he turns mad. Um, but like I said, it, it, it's it's cool that the, in that one he's played by Vincent Price, which is pretty good. But like I said, it's just such a like standard sort of like crime thriller film. Not yeah. much happens throughout it. And they have like a few moments where you have some moments of comedy with police people being like, oh, I didn't know he was there. But it's just not on par with mm. the original. So, yeah, the, 
the returns just wasn't to the same level. It had an entertaining sort of last 20, 25 minutes in which he does sort of like try to like kill this man, the frame of murder and everything. But yeah, just, and they have some more impressive visual effects that build on the last one, but there's just nothing standout and sort of manic like there was in, mm. in the original one. Um, but How well do the visual effects hold up in the early movies? I thought they were quite good. Yeah, mm. especially, I, especially like uh, in mine, I, I thought they were incredibly good, even mm. if the way they use them is really, really uh, pedantic and just yeah, annoying. Really. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the first time you you see uh, that he is invisible, there's like, it's, it's, a, it's a strange moment. Because that was another thing about the, the first film I noticed. There was not a lot of music. No. going on at all so when the first time you see it so the landlady comes in and there's that there's a sort of Stanley Kubrick shock moment where she walks in and zooms in on her face in a reaction yeah and he's half he's half like bandaged it. but he's got a blank like a, a blanket over there and he's mm. like could, I, could you leave please and then from a side angle you see him pull it down so you see half and then you see the other side of the room and it does look really nice mm. um even the shirt effect, which, you know, is just a green screen, looked nice. Like, I, I did genuinely enjoy the visuals. I think there's a degree to which, uh, like, Invisible Man's Revenge has, like, a little bit dodgy a time in terms of uh, the actual visible outline of him. But mm. uh, for me, what they exper- started experimenting with, uh, which, which I did genuinely like, uh, was just, like, the footprint aspect. Uh, so the fact that they have him like walking in hay and just seeing those moments of just pressed down, it was just yeah. like that just just got me. But it annoyed me in uh, Invisible Agents, where they were clearly just showing off the fact that they could do like the objects floating and drinking a bit too much to the point that he gets to like his rendezvous point in like Germany or whatever, and he goes, "Oh, do you mind if I have a, a cup of coffee because I'm freezing?" So drinks it. Can I have another cup? And we watch him drink another cup, and it's like, oh come on! Yeah, because they did they did suffer like that in the first one, but they, they were so sparingly. Like the first moment is when he has a cigarette, and actually, it, it's, yeah, I was impressed. But I think yeah. I could tell it was definitely animated. Yeah, um, but it was impressive to see because even the gesture of of um, the lighting and the way he pulled the cigarette from his mouth, mm. it was like, oh, that's that's not just like. Ooh, drawn yeah. on it, it, it was as if there was an actual person smoking so they probably used the green screen effect in a suit but mm. do it the one time and then everyone goes wow do it a hundred times you'll probably see the secret <laughs> I yeah. need another cigarette and another and another coffee it, get, it gets um, it gets to the point of frustration because like the main I, I would say the main point of the film uh, was basically to uh, essentially just cock block a Nazi. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like I said, the history with these films is interesting. That, Like I said, you go through that original classic monsters era and then you have like the screwball comedy aspect of it, but then you get to Invisible Agent, which is then made as sort of like the war, you know, propaganda sort of film. So what was your experiences with these two films, Craig, in that you have Invisible Agent, which is very much different, and then... I adamantly um, hated Invisible Agent. <laughs> <laughs> like, liter- there's just no damn point to the film. Um, first of all, there's just no drawbacks to being the Invisible Man. So, like, it's just a, it's essentially a, it's um, uh, Frank Griffin again, so the yeah. brother of the original. But he's just a he's just a good person. Oh well, yeah. In, in <laughs> just return, sorted himself out. Yeah. No, in return, he's he's the scientist who gives this guy the serum, and so he's still normal throughout the entire film. So it would make sense in the 
lot in the canon if they are going with the same story that he's never been the invisible man before he just made the, the serum yeah so he takes the he takes the decision to take the serum himself on the basis of look i i don't trust any of you i don't trust any of your american agents uh I despite what i've seen happen to like my brother etc like, <laughs> how bad it's gone don't trust any of the of the germans obviously because they've just tried to ch- cut my hand off in a guillotine Oof. um that's not what guillotine guillotine's for heads Nazis. It was one of the. Get it right. It's a sort of one of the like postal Mini office one. like uh, oh, paper okay. ones. Oh. And, <laughs> not he, a big and it's just one. these German agents there going, "This is a very interesting machine. You can do many things with it, with paper and fingers." <laughs> and, just, and then they just start doing this, and then, but then like essentially he goes over to Germany and like meets like this contact, which is meant to. Uh, I, I don't. I don't care about spoilers. Like if anything, I don't want people to watch this film. Um, <laughs> It's basically a, like essentially a, a double agent for the Germans, mm. uh, or triple agent because turns out she is still working for us as a concept. Uh, he goes to meet her and she's like, "It's like you need to leave because the uh, the leader of the secret police is coming for dinner," and he he decides to stay. And all he does for like twenty minutes of the film is just mess around with this guy. He just does things like <laughs> takes the drink out of his hands and just drink <laughs> it and take a chicken wing off of his table and like chuck it away. <laughs> and then there's a point where he's trying to kiss the girl. He just tips the table <laughs> on him and just things like that for 20 minutes. I'm just annoying a Nazi. Yeah, and I'm just like, come on, mate. But what I was interested with Invisible Agent is just that that war. Do you feel that propaganda aspect? Is it just because there's Nazis in there or do you feel that it is like... You know, like push in, like you know, the uh, Mickey Mouse cartoons, of like you know, yeah. Donald, they're like hitting Hitler and all that. Is there that kind of like across the head kind of stuff? Or yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, at the at pretty much all of the Nazis that they encounter die. Like the the main guy who was trying to, I I didn't get his, I, I didn't, I want to say it sounded like Frasier, but I'm just like it can't be Frasier. <laughs> um, he just turns up at the end, and they just go like, hey, uh. Frasier, I just machine gun him down. Oh. <laughs> machine gun again. Also, yeah. Also, yeah, there's definitely that vibe to it because, like, every now and then he would be talking to a subordinate and he'd just be like, uh, go and get this lovely lady uh, some dinner. He's like, Heil Hitler, and just walked off. It's just like, why are you hailing that? <laughs> I'm just thinking now, they like said, with carry on, like, having an invisible gag, I'm just imagining Frasier have the same thing. Like, if Frasier <laughs> wakes up one day, like, Niles, I'm invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Every will, every sitcom does have an invisible character. Yeah. It's just we didn't notice. Yeah. What I will say though is the uh, Invisible Man's Revenge uh, was not like war based at all, and mm. it genuinely was a good film. Traditional Invisible when, Man. When film. is Revenge made? Is it after the war? It then? was made in 1944. Oh right. So it's nearing the end of the war, but mm. no, they decide to basically just go for a group of criminals. Um, basically are out in like i can't remember which country it is but they're off on a on like a heist uh and they leave this one guy to die who is uh robert griffin i i don't know what relation he has to the griffin household uh but they leave him to die he turns up and is like i i want the money that you guys basically stole from me they're like no and he then encounters a scientist who isn't a griffin um i can't remember what his name is but he basically says, oh, I'm looking for human test subjects to become invisible. He takes the power, goes off, decides to just torment these, gu- these criminals. 
just goes there and just again just does really menacing things like forces them to sign uh, over the deed to their house and all their possessions whilst like flipping a knife up and down saying things <laughs> like I've already killed three people with a knife that looks like this don't make it a fourth I just then he goes and helps like an old friend of his win a load of bar bets <laughs> like this guy is just like oh I'll bet you five pound that I can you know get hit a bullseye while throwing a dart behind my back and he's <laughs> just obviously just there the carrying like. <laughs> literally just carries it like whoop, bang. and at one point you just like here's six darts pew <laughs> just all bullseye but then it gets really sinister because he's like he starts revert he's like right I don't want to be invisible anymore because I want to marry this girl who's engaged to this other guy who I'm going to kill um, and he's like how do I become visible again it's like there's no way he's like well no there is a way because you've done it You've made your dog who was invisible go back. Oh, that's because I gave him a full blood transfusion. Right, let's find some humans to give uh, to take their blood. So he takes the blood of the doctor. Mm. At which point I'm just like, this this was this was nice and relatively sensible before, <laughs> ironically. Now you're just going into like stealing people's blood. <laughs> and then they catch him halfway through like taking the the fiance's blood. So he's, he runs away, falls over. They go over to him. It's like, it's too late for him now. He's dead. It's like, what? Died of what? what? The invisible man. Yeah. <laughs> he just, just, just died. He's just dead now. Yeah, he just he got bad blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a... What the? Maybe, maybe... He was, lost was the it, will to live. <laughs> was he, was he, I'm assuming he was running around naked all the time. No, he at this point, he was in his, he was in his clothes. Oh, but so he ended up with bad blood. But before then, did he have mad love? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I also don't Taylor know. Swift. I don't know Joke. why... I, yeah, I, I got the reference. Um, <laughs> Taylor Swift? Oh. I just, of all people to make Taylor Swift reference, I did not expect it to going be going in the dark. book. Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh. No, but like, it's a case of... He did it because he was visible, started going invisible again in front of the girl he wants to marry... So wanted to stay visible. So he just kidnapped her fiance and started taking his blood, which was like, great, great, great pulling technique there. For like, <laughs> yeah. Does the film like end with like hit the reveal of his face, or have you already seen his face before? Because you would have seen it because he wasn't at, in both films. They were not the Invisible Man before the film started. Right. Okay. Because mm. yeah. mm. the yeah the the first one and the Visible Man Returns both end with the like you know in bed like oh here is like you know mm. the cure has happened in his face. And Which I will say in the first one when that happens, yeah. it's a very nice shot. Yeah, mm. that's um, what actually made me again love it by the end because like I said you get that with Frankenstein Dracula mm. where you're like oh they've ended it on a really strong note and I thought that was strong. Because you can just see the indentation of someone lying in the bed in the pillow mm. and then you see a skull fade in then you see the skin oh, fade wow. in and then it, it just pans out and it's a full shot of him just lying there and it's, yeah. it's, it's genuinely really cool. a really it's beautiful so shot. it's satisfying because you haven't seen him throughout the film yeah. so you don't know what he yeah. looks like. But and it's, it's, it's quite crazy that bit as well with him and Flora you get to the sense that God, he really did love her, and she really did love him. Mm. He's just completely crazy. Yeah, uh, I think the the bit that, jar, that I found jarring though in that is that because his his skull appears like said first, I was like, what? So he's died, and now literally like as soon as they've like healed him, he's a skeleton. I thought it was going to be that, like you know, like oh, well, he's <laughs> dead now. So when he reappears, he's a skull. You know, he's a skeleton. I was like, that wouldn't make sense. But then went <laughs> the full face. Yeah. I think their workaround for that in um, Returns... Just his flesh has somehow been absorbed. Yeah. yeah. So, like, in Invisible Man Returns, they do the sim same pretty much effect, same scene, but they actually show, like, the veins of, like, yeah. rather than the skull, they show, like, his sort of, like, mm. 
you know, saw more muscles and skin and yeah. uh, veins as he comes back, which looked pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's that's interesting how they've always ended it that way. And as I said, another good, uh, you know, visual effect. Um, and that's how the book ends as well, is that oh, okay. he dies and he comes visible again. And there's a kind of a comment on that he's just a bloke, you know, yeah. sort of humanity thing. As the attorney representing Adrian's trust, I'm required to read a prepared statement. Cecilia, although our relationship was far from perfect, I thought that you would talk to me rather than run away. Are you okay? What happened to him? He cut his wrists per his final wishes. You're getting $5 million. Contingent, of course, on the fine print. He can't be ruled to be mentally incompetent. It just doesn't make any sense. What? Adrian wouldn't kill himself. Listen, you're getting your freedom back, okay? Don't let him haunt you. Hello? He has figured out a way to be invisible. Only thing more brilliant than inventing something that makes you invisible is coming up with the perfect way to torture you. Even in death. Adrian's true genius was how he got in people's heads. Don't come any closer. Hey! I'm not crazy. Please listen to me. You're saying the person trying to kill you is in the room right now, but we can't see him. So what are your guys' reactions to that? Like I said, after talking about the history of I think the alternate title for that is Gaslight the Movie. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Invisible Meanie. Yeah. Like, I, I, going back to what I said earlier, like the sinister undertone of it, mm. I think they've actually taken the concept of being invisible and have found a really nasty way to use it. Yeah. And I, I re- when I first saw that trailer in the mm. cinema, I was, I was like, Okay, I like this. Yeah. I initially I was a bit disappointed because it's, it's very much being like, oh yeah, he's. You look at those scenes; mm. he's definitely invisible. <laughs> so there's no going into it, going like maybe she is crazy. No, yeah. she, she's definitely telling the truth. Especially she's in that right. trailer, there's like a technology. Like she's like, oh, here's the thing. That <laughs> and then you, know, you see other people being manipulated and yeah. stuff like that. Unless they've got like a, 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 f- a fantastic twist to get us out of that. But yeah. but then at the same time. That I really like that concept. Mm. He's such a megalomaniac, yeah. crazy person that he's going to fake his death, yeah. go invisible, and just stalk her. <laughs> yeah, because how many Invisible Man films do we think there are where it's literally just from the victim's perspective as opposed to yeah. like overarching, just following the yeah. Invisible Man? Yeah. Because it's hard to grasp that concept of in the originals that they're like, oh, Jack, let's run together. And it's like, why would this person be in love with it? You know, like, because there's yeah. the thing that, like, they're in love with the person they turned before they turned into this person, you know, this creature or whatever you want to call it. But, mm. but yeah, this sort of takes that and... and yeah. I think interestingly, going back to what you were saying before about the kind of social themes and things, you know, um, they're clearly focusing on this idea of domestic abuse and yeah. you know, gaslighting sort of thing, which again is, in the mm. past, was is an invisible thing. Yeah. You know, it's something which people hide and people, you don't realise, you know, what's, and people don't believe you when you say it sort of thing. And particularly um, the scarring effect of that, of like, mm. even though they're not there they will always be yeah, there. Yeah. And that's what's that's what makes this even more frightening. She's gonna be like they're gonna be like, look, we know you think he's gonna be there. And then she's like, No, he literally is here. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's not though, is it? And that's that, I think 
I I am quite excited about that. I yeah. think it could be, re- and I think they've taken a really nice way of doing it. It reminded me a lot of uh, Hollow Man. Yeah, which I wanted to talk about as well. Which, you know, that I'd say that's a, a really good example of the Invisible Man thing because it, yeah. it touches on the stuff that happened in the the Well story of going crazy from the isolation of being invisible. And also has that like iconic, like that interesting look as well, which yeah. is more like the sort of painted on sort of look. Yeah, it's well. like fake skin and they yeah. cut the holes at the eyes and the mouth. Yeah. Um, but then the stuff that he ends up doing as well is really disturbing and really sinister. Um, and as the film goes on, it just becomes a sort of like, um, you know, a killer. You're all stuck in there with the killer sort of thing. Kind yeah. of like Alien, essentially, yeah, or yeah. Predator, I should say. That's probably definitely a more apt thing. Mm. Um no, I, I really liked it. I yeah, liked it. I think it, look, it looks interesting. Like I said, you could definitely see where they're taking the different aspects of it. Like, the, mm. you know, like he's playing around with people and that kind of stuff mm. and putting it in that light. But but I still would, like, when I first saw it, I was kind of like, oh, this is just, you know, they're just taking the character and putting it in a sort of, like, low-budget horror style yeah. of, like, he's in the room and, you know, like, I'm on the run kind of thing. But, but yeah, once you do sort of, like, know the character's history a bit more, it does make sense. But I still would like to see like the iconic look character of like, you know, goggles, bandages, mm. hat in some sort of elaborate film. Like I said, I wouldn't want it in this type of film, but I would like to see that in the future if they did ever sort of try to do that dark universe again. I think yeah. that was the character I was most excited for anyways. We do need to decide whether anything we've talked about today is worthy of the movie Vault. So this is our vault, which encapsulates all the important films and films of note, which we think should be encapsulated for all time. And uh, what do you guys think from our discussion today? Should there be anything that goes in there? Would we know if it's in there? Because it might be invisible and you <laughs> would wouldn't we see it. To? Well, now we we put them all in. <laughs> <laughs> Simply because of what it did and what it's, it's stood the test of time, mm. The Invisible Man. Yeah. Uh, from not just... Like, you know the character of it and the story itself but from a purely filmmaking technique and style mm. the stuff that they were doing in the 1930s like yeah. film was still relative still really new at that time mm. particularly um you know this was uh talkies yeah, you know, yeah. people talking on film as yeah. well um the stunts they were using the techniques they were using and they, those are tropes that are still used to this day. Yeah. There were tropes in that film that were still being used today. Um, so purely based on just that alone, the aesthetics of it all, I'd say it goes in. Yeah. And I'd say how much we've like referred back to it as well, even though, like I said, if you haven't seen it, like I said, there was, I think you could tell there was a lot of faithful, uh, faithfulness to the book mm. as well, you said. Yeah. It sounds um, like it's slightly better, to be honest, yeah, from your really description. Yeah, I think, like I said, we, you know, we put Frankenstein in there for a very similar reason as well. It's that, and mm. like creature, you know, in the sense that they're the originals, they sort of stem back to that original character. And I think, like I said, things that the influences, the fact that Claude Rains made such an impact on people like Mark Hamill and stuff, I, I think mm. you should go in for that. Uh, any, for you guys, you know, you saw, t- you know, three other of the films. I would like to put in a vote for Invisible Man's Revenge. I think, uh, even though like its ending is a bit a bit weird and all over the place, I think that they take the concept of like a criminal some like basically gaining this power and start some of the uh start some of the sort of like bullying vindictive behavior that we sort of appreciate about it uh the new trailer yeah. um and also just the uh just the like the 
overall mannerisms he go, uh, goes for in terms of like how he wants to use his power. I like I thought it was just a really engaging watch. Um, I'd happily put that forward. And even technically, I think, wasn't there like a shot in that which was impressive in which he like he walks away from a table and he's turning back invisible as he's like walking through a car. Yeah, so they, they play a lot with the sort of duality of like being somewhat like see-through as well So uh, because this is where he's losing the power and then regaining the power. Uh, they they use that technique like a lot throughout the film. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it I also think. has a cool dog who's a pretty good hero in it. Sweet, so. it's in. <laughs> okay, right this time. <laughs> so going into the movie vault is the 1933, The Invisible Man, and The Invisible Man's Revenge. Into the movie vault, you go. So invisibility is something that a lot of films like to explore. But what we decided to do with this week's Endgame is try and force invisible characters onto various scenes. So in this week's Endgame, this is called Dude, Where's My Friend? Um, <laughs> there's the image there. Excellent. Basically, what we've done is we've taken various scenes from films uh, and we've tried to erase a character from that scene. Uh, and by a race, I mean essentially because unfortunately I don't have the technology to physically remove them. What I've essentially done is shrunk them in some cases. <laughs> Craig has gone right. back in time and taken the actor from. <laughs> so basically, what we're going to do uh, is we're going to play you a couple of scenes uh, with like the altered audio. We'd like you to listen to those scenes and try and let's see if you can work out based on the limited dialogue that you have uh, which film it is. And we'll give you a bonus point if you're able to give the full name of the character that we've somehow removed. Okay, are we ready? Mm-hmm. But why my name, Richard? I don't understand. What about you? No, Richard, no. What has happened to you last night? <laughs> Sounds like a pigeon. <laughs> Richard, no one. But what about us? Sounds like it's happening like in the other room. Like this person's talking <laughs> in their room and this is like what they can hear next door. I feel like she's just in like a dove cart <laughs> surrounded by pigeons. So it looks like I did a better job at removing the character than I thought. <laughs> I just Yeah, like, like Obviously I sped it up a little bit to make it a little harder to hear, so right. I literally oh yeah, just I can hear doves. <laughs> <laughs> I've only I think I've only got the film. Okay. Uh, Casablanca. That's you're what I thought. Casablanca, and you've written down Casablanca. Okay. But what about us? We'll always have Paris. We didn't have. We we lost it until you came to Casablanca. We got it back last night. When I said I would never leave you. And you never will. But I've got a job to do too. Where I'm going, you can't follow. What I've got to do, you can't be any part of. looking at you kid the famous line from Casablanca which means that our guests are correct <laughs> unfortunately neither of them did get the bonus point which is uh, Richard uh, Blaine hmm. so but that's one point for both of you number two Michael are you there Michael is everything okay Sergeant Angel's been taken care of. 
There's a lot of joy going on in this room, which I appreciate. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with Die. It's Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. And the... Oh, wait, the character who's been cut out. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure which character's been cut out then. You, you know the actor or something. Because <gasps> oh, they? like... it's Timothy no. Dalton talking. Yeah. And he's James Bond is what I put as the name. Because <laughs> that's who he is and he, that's it. But that's not the character you're looking for, is it? I got no, muddled no. up when I don't Okay, know. let's go over to Chris. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. and it's Nicholas Angel. Michael, are you there? Michael, is everything okay? Yarp. Sergeant Angel's been taken care of. Yarp. He's not going to get back up again. Narp. Good. Proceed to the castle. So <laughs> both contestants going for hot fuzz. They are indeed. And for getting uh, Sergeant Nicholas Angel at an extra bonus point. <laughs> <laughs> it was so because I was like I was like yeah I was like oh it's Michael Yarp Michael Yarp and then I remembered it's not Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nicholas. <laughs> That was yeah. the whole point of the scene. Yeah, that's entirely why we went for that scene. <laughs> yeah. All right, wonderful. Next clip. Did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I think I'm entitled. I want the truth. Did you order the code red? You order the code red. He's an angry waiter. <laughs> oh, that's, that's probably... Actually startled I like, oh my God. <laughs> that's probably my favourite one of the set. <laughs> Again, it just sounds like there's like, we're cutting back and forth between in the room and out the room. It's like somebody's <laughs> like just sat outside like, oh, it's kicking off in there. <laughs> I mean, that is a good way to get rid of someone, right? Just <laughs> like when you, it's like yeah. you listen to music and when your headphones is broken, you're <laughs> like, ah, I'm missing the good part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's start with uh, Christopher. Uh, the film is A Few Good Men, and the only thing I can remember is that he is a general, but I can't remember his name. Okay. Yeah, I got A Few Good Men. Is it Jack Nicholson he's talking to? Or is he even in that movie? Am I just getting it muddled up? I mean, the character is played by Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, he's talking to him. the character's name? No, he, that, that's the character's name as well. Okay, it's, so it's, you it's, think his it's name is just Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, he got okay. in a lot of trouble. Did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did! And they truly were a few good men. (laughs) (laughs) Which means that they were... So both get a point. However, neither of them got the name of Colonel... Colonel Sanders. Nathan Jessup. So at this point in the game, I believe the scores are... Die has three, Christopher has four. Wonderful. Still everything to play for. 
I prefer to remain and protect those whom you would destroy. Should you escape us, we know how to save Miss Mina's soul, if not her life. And I will have Carfax Abbey torn down stone by stone. It's the voice inside that character's head. <laughs> it's like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little worm like, yeah. on his shoulder. So just to reassure everyone at home, uh, the bleep was used not because there was a swear word, uh, <laughs> because if there were swearing in films back in that era, I'd be impressed. Yeah. Uh, but it was more because the character's name, which would have robbed them of a bonus point, was very clearly said, so I took the effort to ensure that it was taken out. Hey, we have talkies now. This <laughs> <laughs> immediately starts swearing. Okay. Let's start with Die. Is it Dracula? Which one? Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, what? So not just... Oh, no, no. Like, I, I mean, oh, if, which it, ver- if it is, is just... Dracula, I probably will give you the point. But obviously... Is he like... talking to Dracula? I don't think... Just the Wait, version, so like, what sort of era is that? Yeah. Mean, yeah. Um, Early, late, middle. Is it going to be middle one, I guess? Is it going to be one of the Hammer ones then? Or is it going to be... Because I think the one's early in that... Oh, no, is it the Bela Lugosi okay. Dracula? Um, and you think the 1930s the, one. And is okay. he talking to Dracula? So you think Dracula is the film and the character removed? And the answer. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Dracula. And it, it, yeah, I was thinking the exact same film. But I don't think the character is Dracula. That but, seems too easy, yeah. Yeah. You see, I think the one talking is... I'm just going to go on a limb. I'm just going to say Van Helsing. I think it was Van Helsing talking. And then I'm just going to list other characters until I hit the right one. Is it Jonathan Harker? Is it Dr. Seward? Okay, so so this is the interesting one because obviously you've gone for... I I will tell you now, the scene that we've chosen is between Dracula and Helsing, which means the film you've chosen is... Oh, okay. I was screwing around with you in terms of the version. I was going to give you the point anyway. It's just, just if you could have told me 1931, then I probably would have been impressed. Oh, right. However, we're now going to see which character did we remove from the scene. Was it Van Helsing or was it Dracula? Van Helsing. Now that you have learned what you have learned, it would be well for you to return to your own country. I prefer to remain and protect those whom you would destroy. You are too late. My blood now flows through her veins. She will live through the centuries to come as I have lived. Should you escape us, Dracula, we know how to save Miss Mina's soul, if not her life. If she dies by day, but I shall see that she dies by night. And I will have Carfax Abbey torn down stone by stone. So, yeah. So the character we removed in that situation was indeed Count Dracula himself. Yeah. So in that situation, Die gets the bonus points. Yeah. So... A little bit of combination of both. I like it. Yeah. Uh, draw at the moment, and we've only got one clip left. Oh, oh to play for. <laughs> Classic. 
to everybody. Where's Miss Piggy? I don't know. It's, it's a Muppet movie. Yeah. But I don't know which one it is. Is it the Muppet movie? It's my guess. Okay, so are you actually giving... So when you say the Muppet movie... The, no, the I'm going to say it's called... Muppet Treasure Island and they cut out Long John Silver because I don't know and that's sort of what I want to say. I just want to say those words okay, and be happy in being wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's either that or Christmas Carol and I don't think it's Christmas Carol. Okay. There's loads of other uh, Muppet movies though is the trouble. There is the... There was the most recent one, wasn't there? The newest it's Muppet two film came out. Recent ones. Oh, God, there was two, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah and you, there's Muppets in Space. Choice. Is it Muppets in Space? Mm. Is it Muppets Take Manhattan? Mm. Is it yeah. This is why we usually get the guests to write down their answer so they can't have this. <laughs> this is the thing, I've not seen many of the new ones, but I'm just thinking... This is, is it a very merry Muppet Christmas from the TV special? Well, this uh. is the, thing. the scene appears to have a lot of, other, a lot of the Muppets there talking about the one that doesn't seem to be there which is Miss Piggy so I'm trying to think of scenarios oh I'm just going to go out on the limb and say yeah Muppets in Space Muppets in Space and which character is removed I don't know <laughs> I, 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 let's review I think thing. it's okay. the newest one there's, two, there's a lot of different things going on wow I can't believe we're all back together even all you guys who weren't in the montage yeah how come you didn't use me in the montage I thought my story was pretty interesting <laughs> Rolf? Uh, huh? Want to get back together? Okay. Good. <laughs> Classic. Anyhow, looks like we got everybody so we can plan our telethon and raise that $10 million. Well, not to everybody. I think everybody's here. Where's all good? Miss. All done here. Oh, piggy. <laughs> so, uh, so the correct answer was The Muppets, which was 2011? Yeah, I think it was. And the character we removed uh, was Kermit the Frog. Oh. oh my god. I could have won if only I'd actually stuck with my original. Yeah. Uh, oh. I thought, I, that would, I, I had so heard sad. that before and that was my guess because I was like, well, they, uh, you can hear Fozzie, like they mentioned Miss Piggy. It's not going to be. You can hear Amy Anderson. Adams. I honestly, but like also, that, right it? at the end, I did, leave a, I did leave in Kermit sort of sigh. The thing is, uh, I honestly thought that last voice was Kermit. Yeah, I just was mishearing. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, so I thought Walter that was, was yeah. yeah, the newly introduced Muppet. So, yeah. so at the end of that, uh, both contestants have five, uh, which I find disgusting, and I cannot let this lie. <laughs> so there is a tie-break scenario that oh. I've devised. Do we have to break a tie? Ha! Oh, that would be that would be smart, but no. <laughs> no, this is a this is a an invisibility origin question. Whoever basically gets this. So whoever gets this first and correct will take the win. If you get it wrong, your opponent takes the win. I'm going to explain to you how a character in a film gains their powers of invisibility. And if you can tell me which film it is, then you win. You don't have to tell me the character. You just have to tell me uh, if it's the film in which this is how they gain invisibility. Is everyone clear on this? So yeah. the film. The film. Right. And if you get it wrong, you instantly lose. Correct. Win. Okay. Oh, God. Reddit? Can I just go the invisible and then mumble? Um, you can do what you want. It depends on <laughs> how I'll much lose. you want this. Are they just shouting out when they think, or are they just are you waiting until the end? Uh, shout out once. Right. Cosmic rays hitting this spaceship. Fantastic Four. And we have a winner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, uh, can you also tell us head. for lols which character it is? Uh, it's um. Oh God, what's her name? Well, the character's the Invisible Woman. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember her real Sue name. Sue Storm. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, Susan, yeah. yeah, Susan Storm. Congratulations, Chris. You yeah, get yeah. a very special trophy today in light of what the day is. And inside, you'll find a little treat for the day. <laughs> Tipped out. Just, just a <laughs> it's a pancake. <laughs> a really little pancake. <laughs> it's so adorable. <laughs> I almost don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, so congratulations, Chris. You have won today's end game, which uh, made characters invisible. Thank you guys for joining us. It's been a very interesting episode. We've learned lots about the history of the invisible man and invisible woman and the various invisible characters that are around. And uh, yeah, we uh, look forward to joining you guys soon in the future. Where can we find you both? online etc we know die just find him in his house i think is his yeah one. just don't bother I'm, not, I'm very rarely online he's in a cave somewhere yeah. <laughs> reading poems about the green man yeah. <laughs> um, uh, for myself uh you can find me on facebook uh at c maxwell uh, and uh, follow my theatre company, Dramatic Moose Productions, uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram. Awesome, cool. And uh, you can find Dai once his new book comes out, What Not to Do with Women, which has a picture of Dai like with his like hand, his head on his. his, his so just me looking a bit annoyed, going, "Don't taste women." He's <laughs> wearing a T-shirt that says hashtag feminist. <laughs> just him like with just his, saying hashtag I'm single, but it doesn't mean I'm not right. <laughs> Him just like with the heads of like a bunch of like known misogynist actors, and like Ty is just like with his hands on his hips, like no. <laughs> They're all just down there in the show, like no. Um, yeah, so as usual, guys, you can catch us on our parent website, freshtakehub.com slash wellgoodmovies. You can catch us on all our socials, which is wellgoodmovies on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also catch us on Fresh Take Hub, uh, where we do lots of write-in reviews, etc. Uh, yeah, thank you. You've had fun today, Craig? Yeah, yeah I'd say I've had fun. <laughs> Uh, thank you for joining us, guys. And uh, yeah, go check out the new Invisible Man film, see what you think, and make sure to look through the history of the Invisible Man, especially our two entries into the movie vault this week, uh, which is The Invisible Man's Revenge and The Original Invisible Man. Thank you, guys, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Thank you. Bye. Ciao. Bye bye. Enjoy the pancakes. <laughs> Gathering nuts in me, nuts in me, nuts Gathering nuts in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs>